Welcome to day 12 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today are Genesis chapters 34 through 36. Here are some thoughts to guide your reading for today. Chapter 34 opens with the tragic story of the rape of Jacob and Leah's daughter Dinah by Shechem the Hivite. At times, some commentators have read some shady implications into the biblical comment that Dinah went out to meet the women of that country. This is one of those places where we should be pretty careful not to imply things that the text doesn't state, especially in this kind of circumstance where women are often blamed for the misuse of men against them. Shechem, and not Dinah, is the guilty party here. Sadly, Jacob hears about this abuse and doesn't respond. This story is very similar to an event that will happen in David's life when he fails to enact justice when his daughter Tamar is raped by her brother Amnon. Since Jacob failed to act, Dinah's brothers, Simeon and Levi, will. Notice how in this chapter, first, it's completely absent of God's presence or activity, and second, that its primary concerns are economic. The deal struck between Jacob and the Hivites is about their mutual economic benefit. It seems like everyone will overlook justice for Dinah just for the sake of increasing their prosperity. Even the odd role circumcision plays in this story turns what is meant to be a sacred religious covenant with God into a way for these two nations to work together economically. The violent and retributive actions of Simeon and Levi aren't praised or lauded in the story, and their vengeance does not bring peace but more challenges and upheaval for the family of Jacob. Old Testament scholar Phyllis Tribble refers to these kinds of stories as texts of terror. These narratives seem to find their way into the Bible to remind us that Often God's people fail to stand with victims, we fail to enact justice for the vulnerable, and in response, fragmentation and further deterioration of the world just continues to grow. Since things are no longer peaceful, in chapter 35, God tells Jacob to return to Bethel, the place where God met him when he first left home, and that place will become the center of worship for the northern tribes of Israel. Jacob rids his family of their foreign gods and builds an altar to the Lord there, and his new identity as Israel is affirmed. In the process of moving, Rachel dies in childbirth with Benjamin, the last of the twelve sons or the tribes of Israel. She is buried in Bethlehem. The tears of Rachel, and in particular Bethlehem, will become important much later in the story. Reuben takes Jacob slash Israel's concubine Bilhah in what may have been an attempt to take control of the family. Jacob slash Israel finally makes it home in time to bury his father Isaac with his brother Esau. Apparently Isaac lived much longer than expected earlier in the story. The brothers, in peace, burying their father together, is nearly identical to the way Ishmael and Isaac buried Abraham, their father, in peace and together. Chapter 36 gives the genealogy of Esau, the longest genealogy in the book of Genesis. A literary pattern is now being established. After the death of the patriarch, a genealogy of the oldest son is given before the narrator launches into a longer and fuller story of the younger brother's family. That same pattern took place with Ishmael in chapter 25, and it follows here with Esau and his descendants, the Edomites. Besides a lot of names and tribes, the two interesting notes in this lengthy genealogy is first Esau's division from Jacob. Like the earlier peaceful division between Abram and Lot, Jacob slash Israel stays in Canaan while the Edomites move into the hill country of Seir. 
Also of note is the mention of kings emerging from Esau's lineage well before Israel had any kings. This text in genealogy is a reminder that although there is a special focus in the Bible on those God has chosen to work through uniquely to reveal God's self to the world, God's presence and blessing is not absent from the other tribes and nations of the world. These are kind of melancholy texts for today that remind us that it doesn't do any good when God's people overlook the cries for justice in the world. There are dinas inside and outside God's people who do not need retribution, but do need God's people to give them voice and justice when those are absent. These are challenging narratives for today. So read Looking for Things You've Never Seen Before. Listen to what the Spirit might say to you through the text today. Journal some of your reflections, your questions, and your prayers. And keep your ears and your heart open to the cries of Dinah all around. Tomorrow's reading is Genesis chapters 37 through 39. I'll talk to you tomorrow.